Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. So I kind of wrote up a little bit of notes on the what basically this is a short after action report for mm. uh, for the game nice. yesterday. Um, but before I get into that, um, I took several guns of mine down to the field to try and sell. Um, I've just got too many, basically, oh, and um, decided to try and move on a few of them. And um, I had a Glock 18C that I sold out of the field. And I'd had it for a couple of years, and, and it ran fine. But you know, one that I absolutely love and runs great, I was like, well, let me just use that. And this Glock is essentially excess. So, um, so I took that and I sold it to a character and he paid me, everything was fine. He showed me back up at, he showed up at lunch and this gun was, he had it in three pieces. The barrel had come out, the, the outer barrel, inner barrel had come out, the recoil spring was out what? and it was all sandy. And what I was happened? like, what did you do? Oh and he said, well, my, tent, my friend told me I should clean it and lube it up, but it fell apart. And he's like, I was probably use your air. And I was like, uh, yeah, because the gun was perfect when I gave it to you. Yeah, they like, don't just fall perfect. apart like that. <laughs> well, he didn't know how to take it apart. And the thing is, is I mean, I take good care of my stuff. I lubed and cleaned mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, a month ago maybe. And yeah. I haven't yeah. used it since. So it was fine. And I even demonstrated it before I sold it to him. Everything worked fine. Although it was like, I don't know, 35 degrees or something yesterday morning. So green gas doesn't work very good in the cold. So it did, yep. it did basically vent the gas out the mag right, because right. it was just so cold. It didn't work, but I, he knew that. And I told him that, and, um, you know, that, that gun, he brought it back to me. It was sandy and greasy. I put it back together, but I was like, you should not run this. You don't run this until you get it home and you get it cleaned up. <laughs> and just lightly, he had too much grease on there and somehow he had gotten sand in it. And it, it was uh, gritty. You try and rack the slide and you could just feel and hear the sand oh, the grinding along there. And I was like, this is rough, dude. You can't don't use this. He's like, I just bought two more mags. And I was like, you're going to ruin the whole thing. Just Holy put it away, God. go home, get it cleaned up. And he's like, okay. I don't know. The kid was 22, maybe if I had to take okay. a guess, okay. but I mean, you know, I'm 44. Everybody looks young. It could of have course. been 19. <laughs> because I don't yeah. know. It was young. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel bad for him that it didn't, that, you know, he, I basically messed it up after I gave it to him working fine, but it's a lesson to learn. You know, it's a lesson to learn. Don't mess with For stuff sure. if you don't know what it is and how it works. Just take a minute, watch YouTube, figure it out first and go from there. Yeah. I mean, when you clean stuff in the field, when you take, you know, you break your gun down in the field, you got to have somewhere, you know, it, just a little spot of something, set it on your bag, set it in your backpack, set it on a, you know, some grass that's, you know, not dirt and sand. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you know, that's just basic common, common knowledge, I guess, you know, if you've handled, yeah. you know, guns a lot, but you know, a lot of these guys are fairly new. They don't get the experience that you have or that I had in the military where it's repetition, repetition, repetition all the time where these things sure. are habit. So they go out, you know, once every couple months and they're not really sure like, oh, I need to do this, what, you know? Like, if you, if he would have racked it a couple times, just felt the action, mm-hmm. he'd have been like, oh, it doesn't need lubed. Right. <laughs> like, it right. feels good, you know? Yeah. I, he told me he was just listening to his friend who told him he yeah. needed to clean it and lube it, and uh, he didn't know any better and just went with it. And, yeah. you know, that, he'll learn a lesson on that. That's yeah, fine. for sure. It didn't, it didn't, so far, it didn't cost him anything. Um, to learn that lesson. I mean, basically, he didn't yeah. get to use it for a couple hours, but 
that's cheap in ish. I mean, mm-hmm. clean the grease out of there with paper towel and then some right. air and maybe some soap, but I wouldn't really use soap on it too much. I'm just yeah. trying to get all the sand out of there, figure it out. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I sold a vest and a flashlight and a sight and, uh, you know, some old BDU pants that I had for Andrew when he was a lot smaller. So, you know, just kind of getting rid of some generic stuff that I just had too much of. Yeah, that's a good idea, taking it to a field like that. Because I know a lot of people uh, ask, you know, we have that channel or that separate Mm -hmm. channel on our uh, Discord here that, uh, you know, the buy, sell and trade thing. And, you know, people use hop up as well. There's a few places you can sell eBay or whatever, but, you know, taking it to your local field is a really good option as well. It really is. Um, the one, usually it's fun, certainly at smaller field days where the registration and chrono lines are fairly short and you've got, if you get there early enough, you've got time, you can set your stuff up. You know, it's kind of your prep side ahead of time. If you get your BBs loaded and you get your gear squared away first, then you've yeah. got time to deal with those people that you're trying to sell to. Um, the issue with yesterday was the, the SQ's field, it's super busy. Um, mm. They had about 200 people at the field yesterday. Wow. Huge game. Huge game. And it and, turned out to be really nice weather. Uh, it was really cold in the morning, but it's it was cold. beautiful in the afternoon. And, you know, a little overcast, but that's fine. You know, no worry of, of yeah. rain. None for us. It was yes. fine. Yep. Um, I mean, it's, it's in Lexington, so it's a good two, two and a half hours south of here. Okay. Um, so it was, it was great weather. It was a little cold in the morning, but, you know, to get moving around, I, w- I didn't sweat. I didn't fog. It was fine. Yeah, that's yeah. the benefit of uh, playing in a little bit colder weather. You're, uh, you don't fog up as much. The, you know, the, yeah. your iPro doesn't fog up too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I... Want to talk a little bit about my new gun? I got an MTW for Christmas. Yeah. Um, MTW is a Wolverine product. Oh, nice. Um, as you know, I have a P Star, uh, I have the Kythera, yep. and it rock and rolls. It's great. The catch is it's mechanical and it's semi auto only. As we did from our testing, it, we were getting six to seven rounds per second. Right. Um, you know, it's nice, but it's, it's a little. I want to say more work, but yeah, you just can't full auto it at all. Right. It's just not possible. Uh, so this Wolverine MTW is hundred percent aluminum and the engine is built into the upper receiver. And so it's all basically one piece where when you separate it, you separate it like a real steel where it hinges forward at the front body pin. Yeah. And the engine is stuck in the top half and it's parallel with the barrel perfectly and everything's fine. Um, No gearbox, no gearbox shell, none of that stuff. Yep. So this is built for, I've never seen one. So is this built for HPA? It is. It's a hundred percent. Wolverine is the, is the HPA company and they have a sister company called Invictus. Invictus is their metal manufacturing company and they make, and rails and uppers and lowers. Um, and it's a lot of it's real steel spec, not completely. It's got a, essentially a certification from ATF to where it's not a firearm, but it's a lot of it is real steel, real steel grip, real steel buffer tube, real steel stock, um, real steel. You can use real steel rails, um, front rails. Just the, the big difference is the, the upper and lower receiver are definitely not real and they're not able to withstand real stuff. And it has a traditional outer barrel like an airsoft gun does. And you can use airsoft barrels, outer barrels and inner barrels. And it comes with a proprietary hop up, but you can swap it out and use a traditional uh, M4 hop up on it too. Okay. So it's, it's kind of the, best of both worlds in that you get a lot of real steel parts that you can use. Um, it has perfect alignment with the engine and the barrel, which is kind of a big deal with HPA stuff, getting it to work perfectly. Mm. And um, it's all pre-made, pre-built, pre-made. You buy the whole thing right off the shelf. You plug in your tank into it and it works. It's man, that's awesome. plug and, plug and play, literally plug and play. Yeah. Um, it takes a battery like most all, 
um, electromechanical solenoids HPA systems do. You can, it's got a Wolverine Inferno Gen 2 is the name of the engine. You can okay. buy an Inferno Gen 2 and put it in an HPA gearbox or put it in a regular AEG gearbox and it'll work just fine. But this is their, essentially their pre-built rifle version of it. And I got the short one. It's the seven inch and to have a seven inch suppressor on it. So it's wow. kind of funny looking, but um, yeah. it's the same, the same suppressor I used on the Kythera. Uh, so okay. instead of having a 14 inch barrel, like I had on the Kythera, I've got a seven inch barrel. So the whole thing is a lot s- smaller. Yeah. Um, but it does, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's super quiet, just like the Kythera was. Yeah. Uh, it's actually quieter because you don't have the mechanical trigger clicking. And it does full auto. It can do semi and full, and it's just a little tiny. You just you just kind of touch the trigger and poof, off it goes. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. I had a great yeah. day with it, and it's full stock too. I didn't well, I changed the stock and grip on it, but uh, as far as the air seal and the barrel and all that is completely stock. And I was I was easily making 150 200 feet shots, um, just pegging people. And that is awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. I can only imagine what they make a 10 inch and a 14 inch version. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was overall yesterday was a great day, especially with the new gun. Um, my, my new gun worked great. Andrew used my friend's um, ICS G33, which is a version of a G36, but it's, mm. it, um, it takes in four mags. And um, nice. my friend Chaz Gordon built that and it runs amazing. It's got a great sound to it, great shape, great body. And it Andrew ran it all day and had no problems. Yeah. He was getting, you know, my little fifteen year old's getting kills just as much <laughs> as I am. So we had a we had a great day. Nothing broken, nothing lost, uh, nobody hurt. And oh, we killed people, good. they killed us. Um, you know, I got tagged. Yeah. One here and a couple in the back, a couple in the arm. Andrew got a couple in the arm, but yeah, people were calling hits and um, no, no rage overall. You know, there were one or two issues with PTSD, but nothing outside of a normal airsoft. Oh, screw you, screw you type thing. But right. that's the way it goes. It's going to happen when people get a little salty about getting overshot. It's going to happen on a time. But overall, it was a great game. Um, that sounds cool. So the let's get into the after action report real quick. Um, yeah, I like, I like that you wrote one. That's cool. <laughs> well, it's it's sort of a short outline, and um, Andrew and I talked through it quite a bit last night on the way home. Yep. So Eskies Airsoft is uh, in Lexington, which you know is two plus hours away for us. So um, we drove down and spent the night at a friend's house last night, Saturday, Friday night. So it was we didn't have to get up crazy early Saturday morning. Um, we got there about seven thirty, and there was already a line oh. of thirty-ish people waiting to get registered, and they didn't open till eight. They were like, oh, the line will go down. Wait till they open. The line will go down. We'll get our stuff set up. We got our stuff set up. We put out the for sale sign. It had some stuff laid out. And the line got longer. It stayed longer until, <laughs> <laughs> until 930 when they did registration, when oh they did the safety God. briefing. Wow. So they had 90 players register for a green team. They had 90 players register for tan team. And they had 20 players play on the plaid team, which is a special hand-picked team that I was on. Oh, okay. So it was 90 versus 90 versus 20. Uh, that's 200 people. That's a lot. A big crowd. Yeah. Well, it took a while to get all those people registered in Chronode, and it took the whole time. So after safety brief, Andrew and I walked over and, and got registered. And um, he had managed to Chrono first, but I was busy selling stuff, so I didn't quite get that done. But I went in Chronode after safety brief, and uh, the MTW, I had turned it up a little bit, and it was a 50-foot blue tag so i couldn't shoot anybody closer than 50 feet which that's okay but the trouble is um i don't know if you know but i run my aap01 with tapped uh mags on hpa so i just unscrewed the gas valve on it and run it through uh, an hpa tap with two lines coming out of my regulator well that was a 20 foot (laughs) <laughs> pistols are supposed to be zero foot zero. Well, yeah. so it helped a little bit but I didn't really use it um, at lunch I turned it down to be a 20 foot the the MTW I turned down to a 20 foot but the pistol was still a 20 foot and I was like well then I'm not even going to run the pistol that's redundant to have two 20s right. 
I just took it off my whole kit and left it in the car and didn't have a zero foot. And I was like, well, if I'm closer than zero, I'll just borrow a gun or throw a grenade or charge them and stab them. They <laughs> bang, bang. I mean, throw my knife at them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so that overall um, registration took a little while, but we did get started. It was pretty cold yesterday, um, like we talked about briefly. So it was a big, now, it was a big group. And this, uh, this operation was what cryo or crypto. Yeah. The name of the game was called crypto cipher. So they had some boxes laid out throughout the field and the boxes could be decoded with some scientists and there were three NPC scientists in different Mm. outfits. And if you managed to get a scientist and take him to the box, he could tell you the code. Oh wait, you had to have the manual, which were old windows seven instruction manuals. Oh, that's awesome. You got the manual, and then you had the scientist, and then you had the box. Once you combined all three of them, you could unlock it and program it to your team, and then your team would start gathering uh, crypto money. Hmm. That crypto money could be used to – was was your points for the game. Gotcha. And Green Team and Tan Team both were collecting crypto points. Well, Tan Team – or excuse me, Plaid Team was our special team – and we were mercenaries. We could be hired by either team to help them out for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it was. However much they paid us, we would say, okay, we're on your team for 30 minutes. Oh, that's cool. So suddenly they had 15 to 20, I'm not going to say professional, but high-level players join their side. And we had one mission, go take oil fields or go take crossroads or go get the scientist or whatever they told us to do. We're like, okay, we'll go do it. And so we were assigned certain roles to go do and um, they paid us money to do it. Well, they were gathering money from these uh, little crypto timer banks, basically. As long as they didn't get a blue screen of death, huh? Yeah, it was (laughs) the windows. um, Gosh, I remember that on some old computers. Fortunately, I haven't had that windows seven. Like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, five, 10,000 points or whatever it is to go do these jobs. One time they hired us for a 30 minute job to go clear out this village area and help green team take it. We did it in eight minutes. We rolled up, took it over in eight minutes and then we were we're done. Okay. It's y'all's village. Bye. And we walked off. (laughs) And so it would be so funny because we would say, okay, go take the village. We'd walk in, we take the village and be like, okay, Plaid team, we're out, and we just all stand up and walk out. And oh, whatever happened after that is on them because we yeah. were done. Oh, that's and funny. We're for, available for a new contract. All right, so like in between, after you get done with that contract, are you are you fair game to shoot? Can the other players, you know, from either team, start blasting you? Like, can you get out that way, or how does um, that work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they shoot, our our rules of engagement were neutral and less fired upon. Gotcha. So we weren't attacking either team unless they decided to attack us. Okay. Um, there was sort of a back alleyway near our base that we didn't want anybody going down. And at some point, we, there was a neutrality contract with the TAN team to say, okay, you guys can use this back road. Um, don't attack us, and we won't attack you, and you can use that back road. And then later on in the game, in the second half of the game, the TAN team um, double-crossed us. And so we said, all right, you guys can't use that road anymore and <laughs> locked it down. And that meant they had to take the long way around from their spawn to a different point on the map. And that, <sighs> that kind of put a, um, a, a problem in their deployment around the map. But yeah. I mean, you made us mad. You had a neutrality agreement here and then they yeah. double crossed us and, and um, I'll get to that story in just a minute. But um, overall there were some giant styrofoam blocks um, probably 18 inches by two feet uh, by 24 inches, maybe a little bigger than that. And they were um, essentially blocks of powdered sugar or cocaine or whatever you want to call it. Gotcha. And we used those. They were worth money and we could collect those. Um, in the end, we collected a bunch of those. It was kind of neat because as the third faction, we could go wherever we wanted. The other team, if there were only probably, you know, eight or 10 
of either colored team, they wouldn't immediately start shooting at us. We could just sort of walk down the road and cause they knew if they started shooting at us, they were going to get whacked. <laughs> and so they just kind of left us alone and we could go where we wanted. Yeah. And it was neat to be able to explore the field. I've been there plenty of times, but it was a neat to explore the field and not, um, not have that need to be secret all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, there were a couple of times where there was a little bit of issue with in the first of the game because we switched sides several times right away. Uh, you know, green team hired us for 30 minutes and we took the village in, you know, 25 minutes. And so we were done. Well, not 15 minutes later, Tan team hired us to go take the village. Okay. Sorry, green team. <laughs> we just helped you get it. Well, now we're going to come take it back from you. Oh, that's funny. And so, you know, just 10, 15 minutes later, we're back attacking the village, kicking all the green people out and helping the tan team to take it. Oh. And there was another, you know, it was, it was 45 minutes later. Hey, take the village again. Yeah. Okay. Let's go take the village again. This time for green team. Sorry, tan team. You're out. And it was just back and forth for this one thing. I think we did it three or four times just taking this one area and whoever team wanted it's kind of the crossroads is what it's officially called. It's in the middle of the map. If you hold that area and you get a lot of your guys there, it makes navigating the map a lot harder. And, um, especially our, our base was just adjacent to that roughly. And if they couldn't come near our base and they couldn't go near crossroads, then it was really hard to go the long way around the map. And whoever held that, I'd say they controlled the game but it made it a lot easier for them to get around. Gotcha. So that was fun. We, you know, kicking people out of an area. We just roll in 15 of us and like literally throw grenades and full auto everything in sight, clear the rooms. <laughs> everybody's dead. And they'd be like, okay, y'all have this. Bye. Mm-hmm. And Charlie team out. And we just literally stand up and walk away. Now you just wander the field after that. Like, uh, no, we kind of have a back. place to go back to the spawn we, or something. We had our central base, which was adjacent to the central map point, which was convenient for us. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, we had side missions of basically disrupting the game. If there were those boxes that were accumulating points for a certain team and we knew it, we'd go turn it off. Oh, shit. <laughs> there, were cap- there were capturable spawn points, and we would yeah. just go and set them neutral. So they oh, man. Fight, they would fight to take over this capsule spawn point. And if nobody was up there, we just walk up there and turn it neutral so nobody could spawn there. They'd have to go get it again. And oh, the boxes cool. that they thought they had turned on and were counting for them. Right. If nobody was guarding it, we just walk up and turn it off. Sorry, you're not getting points anymore. Right. And so they thought their CEO thought it was theirs and they were doing well. And in fact, they got nothing for 10 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it was until they went back and checked on it. I love that concept. So yeah, that was it sounds neat. like a really cool uh, game setup that way. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, it really, and our CEO was in, in, in communication with Green and Tan, CEO, and the game admin. And the four of them coordinated really well to say, okay, this is the point. This is where you're at. This who owns what, who owns where, what do you want us to do? How do you want the game to flow best for the players? And so being on Charlie team or third team, we were really able to facilitate a good gameplay for everybody. And um, after the lunch break, I think green team was ahead by a good, no, tan team was up by a good bit. Um, And 
green team had captured a specific scientist and tan team communicated with us, Hey, go get the scientist for us. So we did, I mean, we walked right past the tan players. We walked right past the green players up to the scientist and said, Hey, he's coming with us. <laughs> and there were, I don't know, 10 ish green players and at least five of them were kids mm. and they weren't about to start shooting at and grown men with HBA guns. <laughs> They just let it. We just walked up and took it yeah. and walked down to the tan team. And as soon as half of us walked down to tan team and half of us stayed up with green guys, well, they took this on. He was going to buy, they were going to buy the scientists from us. We're going to pay us to go get him for him. Right. Well, we handed him over and then he shot us all instead of paying us. Not all of us, but half of oh, us. Man. So, well, there you go. Double cross. What? Well, that made our XO and CO upset and we're like, Nope, that's not going to happen. Hell no. And the four of us that were kind of on the top of the hill still with green team, we weren't quite sure what had happened, but all of a sudden our guys had dead rags and I was like, mm, that's not good. Let's walk down there and figure out what happened. Well, as soon as we got halfway down the hill, we got shot. I was like, <sighs> all right, bleeding out. We went back to spawn. The word went out on radio. All 20 of us rounded up at our base, came down the side road and tan team ran. They, <laughs> ran out oh, that's of their, horrible out of their position the trouble is they ran right into green team it was on the other side so then they were sandwiched between green team and tan team oh. and every tan team every tan player got killed yeah we took the scientists back and we said green team don't mess with us you're not getting the scientists either and we captured him and took him back to our base and he was ours for the last two hours of the game nobody took him <laughs> Oh my God, and that's funny. We, sh we shut down the back road that was Tan Team's kind of secret access. And um, they were all mad. They're like, why did y'all do that? We were clear to go down this. I'm like, sorry, your CEO double-crossed us. We're just enforcing it. You're not allowed to come through here anymore. If you do, you're going to get shot. And they're like, but I thought it was okay. And I'm like, guess what? It's not okay anymore. Go around. Yeah. Don't come this way. Oh my gosh. And Green players tried to come through there and from the opposite direction. I was like, nope, turn around. Go away. Don't come through here. Take this is our private road. This is our private road now. Yeah. We own this. Don't come here. And it really it messed up the map for a lot of players. But right. that's just gameplay. You gotta figure it yeah, out. It sounds like it really, you know, having you guys as a separate team like that that could do those kind of things, uh, really changed the dynamic. Especially the the fact you could go in and turn off those boxes where they're not collecting coins or points or whatever you know without doing the work for it like they do the work and then they just leave yeah. uh and you guys go turn them off like bro that is it changed the whole dynamic <laughs> like they you're you know you're you guys are keeping them moving keeping them on their toes uh that sounds really cool so it doesn't get yeah. you know slow or boring yeah yeah we knew near the end of the game uh what the points were and so we went and we knew who was beating us so we went and captured a whole bunch of their cocaine blocks and took yeah. them back to our base and it took away their points and added to our points. Um, so I know the, the actual numbers for the winning score, um, but the announced winners at the end of the game, they weren't going to let 20 players beat 90 players beat another 90 players like that's yeah. just not gonna happen well i was gonna ask you that was my next question what you know you guys being in that position like with your objectives and stuff and then each team is you know giving you coins or points or whatever exactly. to do their things could you guys actually win because it would be like you're getting points for all kind of different things you know for yeah. getting paid from them and stuff but essentially both teams hired us so much that we had as much as they did yeah even though we couldn't control the boxes, we earned points by contracts. Yeah. And our styrofoam blocks are what was over the top. So uh, the numbers the way they were reported to me privately and to our team privately were uh, Plaid or Charlie Team 1. The announced winners were uh, Green Team 1, and they put Charlie Team in third. Just... You know, they've got 90, they've got 180 players that they, uh, you know, as game admins, you want to run a good game and you want sure. 90 people to think, you don't want 90 people to think that 20 people beat them. Like, yeah. even, even if. I mean, that's 20, real world though. Like right, the you, PMCs, you know, the private military contractors, yeah. they're, that's, 
what you guys did, it's exactly what's happening in the real world. You know, yeah. they make a lot more money that, you know, that kind of way. But yeah, that's, that's funny, man. Yep. So officially green team won, tan team was second and gotcha. plaid team or Charlie team was third. That's fine. We, we weren't there for the points. There was no prize. There was just bragging rights, which we all know what happened on that field when the 20, within 20 of us got together and decided to schwack tan team, literally <laughs> chased them out of their position and chased them through the woods um, right into the other team and killed every one of them. And then tan, green team saw that and were like, um, no, thanks. And yep. we took, we took what we wanted and left. It was definitely a f super fun way to play the game. And there were a few plaid players that had never played that way before. I've done it a couple of times with other groups and they said they want to do it again. They're like playing plaid team or, or third faction is a lot of fun because you kind of got the freedom to go around the field. And essentially yeah. both teams were told, don't shoot at them. They will shoot back at you. They're sort of neutral. They're not going to attack you if you don't attack them. And so that gave us the freedom to roam the field. Okay. And I knew our, our standard operating procedures were don't shoot at players unless they shoot at you. And there was a point when I went to go flip one of the spawn points to neutral. Well, there were two or three tan players up there. I was like, I had them in my sights for 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. They were facing away from me, looking down over a hill. And I, I mean, I had the gun up and I was right on them. And I was like, should I shoot? Should I shoot? Should I shoot? And the one guy was pretty much blocking the other guy, a good 85%. But I could get both of them. And it was like, you know, the SOP is don't fire unless fired upon. And I was like, okay, I can't shoot them. So I just wandered up to them. And I was, they turned around and had the biggest deer in the headlights look like, what are you doing there? And how did you get behind us? Where did you come from? Yeah. I saw one of them had a green tag and one of them had a zero tag. I stayed, I mean, I had knew at that point I had a 20 foot tag also. And so I definitely stayed my 20 foot away from them. And I appeared to see, you know, if anybody owned this point and what was going on and we talked for a few minutes and I was like, look, basically green team's winning. You, y'all need to get down there and start kicking butt and trying to take objectives. And, um, I said, my point was to come up here and flip this flag to nobody back to neutral. But, um, since there's a couple of y'all here, I'm just going to leave, leave it be and, and go back where I came from. And, and, you know, that was fine. I, I really wanted to flip it, but I knew I, the officially I shouldn't just shoot them to shoot them. Right. Um, well, they had and, people there guarding it. So they were at least, you know, taking the right. effort to hold that point. Right. Since they were guarding it, there wasn't really much I could do about it. Um, yeah. And just let it be and wandered off back to where I came from. And then, um, we moved on and did something else. I know our guy, a couple of our guys went and stole a bunch of the foam blocks from one of the other teams spawn and put them in our group. And we ended, we had 20 something blocks and, um, near the end of the game, we just stacked them up like little barricades and expecting people to come and get them back from us because we went and stole them from the other teams and they knew we stole it from them. Like, can they do that? And as we were walking away <laughs> with all these blocks. That are points. Can't they, walk do that. Them. they just did. <laughs> it just happened. And are you going to try and fight us for it? It's really like being the bully on the on the field. Yeah. In, in the schoolyard, are you going to mess with the bully or not? And the bully kind of wants. But you're all oh, right. fair. Yeah. Right. I mean, we weren't going to take their lunch unless they gave us a reason to take their lunch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So. um yeah, well, that well, that was with them fighting against them. But if we wanted their objectives, or we wanted their points, or we wanted, we could kind of take it. Now it wasn't shooting people, but it was just taking points, yeah, and trying to score, which we did, and we did quite well at. And um, in the end, I think we won the game, but the announcement was different, and that's fine. You know, we weren't there for prizes or anything, right? Well, it seems like when they do that, when they do this third, you know, faction or third team or whatever. And I've heard uh, a couple different scenarios like this. I think one of the ones that these guys played at GTI, they had a third faction that was like civilians. And they were oh, yeah. kind of like, you know, just about, I think you were there too, actually. Oh, that that game, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, I think, you know, they, they started doing these to kind of balance the, the game out because when these, you know, you got a hundred people on each team and you come up and, you know, most people out there uh, playing are not, uh, 
tactically experienced, you know, like, Hey, let's break up into five to 10 man fire teams and, you know, flank over here. And, you know, it's like, they just move en masse. And uh, and so huge groups of them get knocked out The game kind of gets stale, you know? Yeah. These third uh, factions are nice. They also end up returning to spawn and coming, deploying from spawn one at a time. And so one person or two people get killed and they bleed out and they go back to spawn and they grab, they grab a water, whatever they do. And they turn around and walk back up to the field. It's like one person joining the firefight doesn't do a hill of beans. Mm-mm. It really doesn't change anything. Right. And you've got to be concerned about, okay, you know, am I going to get picked off by a random person yeah. before I even get up to where my team was? And you've got to be slow and, and methodical as you progress through the field, specifically at GTI. Um, but if you wait and you deploy with a group of six and you have one person who has some movement experience, it, it's a totally different group, completely different group. Cause you're able to actually do something. Yeah. And, um, that game at GTI that I'm thinking of from basically a year ago, mm-hmm. they actually had four teams. Oh, okay. Green versus green versus black versus civilian. That's what it was. And yeah, your boys team. were on black team. That's right. I was green, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and we, I have, I'm with a group of guys. We're going back in April, and I yeah. think I saw Johnny sign up for that game. Oh, okay. But I'm not 100%. I'm pretty sure I saw him. He was interested or going. I'm not sure which, according to the Facebook post. They did say um, something about they were going to go again in a few months. Okay. Yeah. So they're probably going back at the same time. I'm going in, in early April. Cool. Um, yeah, so I think we're I think going. That, I think that game. Uh, I think we have you on video. Where you? I think that's one of the ones where you came up to uh, Colton and Chris, and they did. didn't recognize you. And they did. And I took tried your... to kill them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, they were already walking. I think they were just getting ready to walk back to spawn anyway. Yeah. And uh, and you came up and we were talking to them. I was like, because yeah. you had the green. Yeah. And they yeah, I was green. I was, I was trying to assassinate them basically. <laughs> I mean, the the respawn rules for that game were were nuts. They mm-hmm. were nuts self-heal bandages and you could think a player was shot and was dead and he wasn't dead and so the rules were to double tap people basically you yeah. shoot them from a distance and you need to come up and you need to knife kill them you need to that's what say, it was yeah you need to get in their face and say put your hand up bleed out start bleeding right now or take a hike yeah you're go to spawn there's no medic for you put your hand up and walk and um because the self heals through a whole new dy- dynamic to it. Yeah. It did work out to my advantage at one point. Um, I was under one of the pipelines at that field and got shot by a player. It was the end of Sunday and I medic myself and the guy was like two feet from me around the same barricade. Like he could have easily doubled it, basically killed me, killed me. Yeah. And, um, I was hit and I had my hand up, but I didn't have my dead rag out and I didn't have, I wasn't walking out. I was still just hit at that point. And I managed with my other hand to put on one of those stupid bracelets. You know, the ones that you get at concerts and things that you have to pull yep. the tape off of. Yeah. You got to do that one handed. It's not oh easy. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not For easy. Real. And you have gloves on too. Yeah, you got gloves on. Well, I mean, you can pull your gloves off, but yeah, trying right. to do that, it's, it's obvious when you're doing it because you've got to pull your glove off. You've got to That's what I'm saying. Of... If you're trying to do it in, in like stealth where they don't see it, like yeah. you, you got to take your glove off, like this whole process. Yeah, yeah. and you got a mask on, so it's not like you can like bite the, the sticky tape part off of it off. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not easy to do, but the kid wasn't looking at me. And I was just sitting there and I was like, all right, pull this thing out. <laughs> You know, trying to do it one hand. It was a mess, but I got it off. And then I just I silently drew my pistol and held it up to him. And I was like, call it or I'm shooting you. He's like, what? You're dead. I said, nope, self-heal bandage. I'm alive and you're going to call it or I'm going to shoot you like literally point blank. And he's like, hit. <laughs> and I said, okay. And I put it back and I said, all right, knife, call it. You're dead. Put your dead rag on or I'm going to basically this is a stealth kill. Yeah, you double and, that. Yeah, you got him. Out. Right. And so, and he was like, put his dead rag on. And at that point, you're dead. You can't be bandaged mm-hmm. back up. You're, you got to bleed for three minutes or five minutes, whatever it is. And then you're done. Go back to spawn or whatever. And so I medic myself right back in and then started shooting all his friends and, or shooting at his friends, anyways. 
And later on, he, I saw him after the game, and he was that could even happen during the game. Now, that was kind of the issue with that with that GTI game was the medic right. rules were super weird, and it was yeah, they seemed confused about it. End of day Sunday, and play play. Some players didn't even know about it. Right, and that's they went through it on safety briefing, and they should have gone. Each CO should have gone through it and passed out exactly. the advantages. Yep, but you know. Some people just miss stuff. They're not paying attention. It's their first game sure. or whatever it is, and yep. it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I remember when you came up in that video, you came up to Colton was like – and he was he was like, I, I didn't know you could – you know, people could do that or whatever, you know, and like yeah. – oh, yeah. <laughs> they were probably too worried about getting their Airbnb set up back then, you know, they <laughs> – for the weekend. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Um, do they know that GTI has these barracks that you can stay at? They've never mentioned it. There's barracks, and they're cheap. I think I paid one fifty for two nights for a double. So seventy five bucks a night for two people. So thirty five yeah. bucks a person a night to stay in these barracks, and it's it's like a dorm room basically. You get us a, a, a twin bed that are almost barracks like it's a twin bed and a footlocker and a nightstand and a lamp. And there's a bathroom. There's like a little kitchen in the common room and the bathrooms are in a separate trailer. Huh. It's like 10 trailers all strung together. And the middle trailer is a bathroom trailer and a shower trailer. Yeah. And you can stay there cheap, but you know, for two people, an extra 75 bucks on top of a ticket, it's not a ton of money. And you get to stay there and have a hot shower and have air conditioning, excuse me, or heat and no bugs and electricity to microwave your food and power to charge your electronics. And I mean, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Stay at those barracks. Well, you know, over the, over the year, a couple years that, you know, since we started when they were doing gameplay, they, they kind of, tra- they, there was a lot of changes they went through. So the first mill sim there, it was a full, I think it was the Vietnam um, okay. you know, uh, event. And so, and it rained like downpoured the whole weekend. Oh, so they're, they're trucking through, you know, the sloppy mud and the, their guns are just, everything's soaked. And yeah. they, you know, it was 24 hour, uh, gameplay. Yeah. 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 Vietnam. So totally to, right. <clears throat> so, so then I think then, you know, over the years, uh, last couple of years, they went, from okay we'll just sleep outside we'll take tents so they started buying all this stuff and so then they'd go to another event and they're like oh my sleeping bag is not good enough so i get this you know so they started kind of building up stuff to stay outside and stay on the field well then they're like man how with all this we're just going to get an airbnb and we're going <laughs> to you know live in style and just go you know play the game <laughs> so they were going through that phase when uh when they were at that event and uh, it was like they were trying to get better and better, uh, you know, places to stay that were close yeah. to these areas. And uh, I was like, bro, y'all, I mean, do you want the full experience? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just want to go, but why are you, because I would ask him, why are you doing a Milsim? Like, just go to a one-day event. Because yeah. y'all are, are doing the milsim is called military military simulation. Like, bro, you're over here. I'm going to show up for four hours to play a game and go back and kick back in my Airbnb. That's like a hotel with a fucking big yeah. screen TV. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and then they're so, going to, you know, cook food and drink and yeah. hang out and, you know, FaceTime with their girlfriends or whatever, and it's and it's like, okay, this is supposed to be Milson type stuff. Now, granted, it's not Milson West, which is true. You know, in the field, ruck everything in, right? It's, which is fine. It's I enjoy going to lunch. I enjoy taking an hour break during a long game, sure, and going back and changing socks and yep. reloading all my BBs and filling my Camelback and having lunch enjoy that that's that's good it makes for better gameplay for me i get rejuvenated of course but i, I kind of was thinking about it the other night and i was like you know maybe eventually i will try one of those milson west ones where you've got to literally ruck your entire sleep system and food and and water 
yeah. in for a 36 hour gameplay. Um, you know, that's, that's a different aspect I've not done yet. A different adventure. I think yeah. I want to start with Vietnam patrol first because it's local and it's, it's way cheaper. Um, but it's similar in that it's 24 hours or 36 right. hours, whatever it is. And yeah, there's all night gameplay. And I, I've got stories of friends saying, crying baby noises over a PA system at three in the morning to torture the other team. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They were just turning on a crying baby noise or yeah. the Macarena or whatever it is. <laughs> through a bullhorn like bitch, you ain't sleeping <laughs> and project it in the field just to piss off the other team. And yeah. keep them sleeping. Right. I mean, it's, it's warfare. Have at yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a there's probably not a um, you know the one day events. There's not really a whole lot of uh, in between. You know, you got one day events and then you got three day mill sims. And uh, if you don't uh, a lot like these mill sims, if they don't allow uh, you know that kind of flexibility, you know they have to right because yeah. there's it, that kind of makes up a good balance for some of the guys that uh, that want to do like what they were doing. Now they've slept in the field. They've slept, you know, on the grass the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. They've done it, you know, but, um, you know, they, you have to have kind of cater a little bit to most of the players that look, I'm not here to, uh, you know, they're like a lot of players aren't there to get this three day military training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah They, they want to have fun, uh, and not bust their ankles, uh, because they're so tired from being up most of the night where they're stepping a hole and, you know, whatever. Uh, they're not trying to get in shape for the weekend. Like, it's just, hey, I'm here to play Airsoft, make it fun, want to have a good experience and experience everything I can without, you know, going all out, you know, that kind of thing. So I understand I, the, the balance. Yeah, that's the balance point is it caters to the people who think, who for them, this game is a hobby. It's something they yeah. do for fun on the weekends. Yeah. And they have real jobs and they have real lives. And if I go home with a broken ankle, it really impacts my life and makes my job oh, for sure. much, much harder. And Well, you're older. I mean, bro, I was in the military hey, when hey, I was 19. Hey. I'm uh, <laughs> saying older than 19. <laughs> I was in the military at 19. Like when you're 19 to 23, bro, you can do, oh, you know, like yeah. pretty much whatever, you know, and bounce back. You're not old. You're older than 19. Yeah, dude, I am. <laughs> I am I am solidly middle aged. If I make it to ninety, <laughs> I'll be quite happy. There you um, go. But yeah, yeah no, I, I totally get. What and you look great, from. by the way. Oh, no one would you. guess your thank age. You. I promise you. Um, you know, I put a hat on, and I look way younger. Oh, for um, sure. Everybody. Same. Does. Same with me. I wear a hat for work, yeah. and people are like, "Oh, you're young." I'm like, "No, yeah. no." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got grandbabies. But I don't. Uh, I'm old as hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got grandkids. Um. Yeah, so that middle that middle ground is is for me. It's the sweet spot. Those Friday, Saturday, sure. Sunday games. You know, you you drive out, you play like a, a couple hours Friday night. You play most of the day Saturday, and uh, a touch of Sunday morning, and you drive home. Yeah, and you, you end up taking one day off of work, and you get, um, you know, twelve fifteen hours of airsoft in. That's a lot, at least yeah, a lot. Yeah, twelve or fifteen hours. Let's see, four four four. That's sixteen before i mean yeah 16 to 20 hours of airsoft in that's over three days that's a lot and well, the other thing was too it was you know they were they loved the the, the gameplay but they loved the balance of the whole weekend was like an escape it was like a little mini vacation so yeah. hey i'm gonna go do what i like to do you know have fun with a you know camaraderie you build this teamwork you know you meet new people uh you have fun playing and then you go back and kick back in the hotel or Airbnb or wherever, you know, get comfortable. And it's almost like a little, a little uh, mini vacation, you know. So they travel, they prep, they they pack, and then they, uh, they go play, and they go out to eat, and then they go back to the, you know, room and, and watch something. Like, it's a, it's a really cool experience. I, I'm, you know, I always joke with them because military and i'm like this is military simulation you're young what are you doing like you know you're kicking back in a freaking hotel while you know somebody's out there and i, <laughs> I, yeah. I was just busting her balls you know yeah, but i i totally get it when I, i've done two or three games out of state and yeah we get a hotel room and yeah. you know, it's, it's a 
Days in type place, Motel, mm-hmm. not quite Motel 6, but yeah, Motel 6, Red Roof Inn, whatever it happens to be. Sure. And it's not fancy, but it's a place to take a shower and go to the bathroom yep. and brush your teeth and watch TV and charge your accessories. Um, having electricity is, is really overlooked come when you go camping versus staying in a place. I'm telling like, you. Uh, all these airsoft guns run off batteries and uh, yep. flashlights and you know, possibly an X-Fog system needs charging. Your phone needs charging. Um, you know, all that stuff is important. And uh, the, the the Black Star Crisis game that we were just talking about a few minutes ago, I camped at that one. And it oh, was, yeah. I, it yeah, was that's 32 right. degrees that, that weekend. And I camped. I um, have a like an eight-person tent. And yeah. I put up a tent and um, two, or three, two or three sleeping bags and a, and a cot and put everything together and just slept out overnight. And my friend's got a battery box for me. So I was able to charge things, but you know, where to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you, know, you got to get up and walk across the Porta Johns, which kind of not ideal. That's for sure. But, um, dig a hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But yes, I, I was, I slept out over there and, and then not having electricity was definitely something I was like, okay, I got to pay attention to this. And I had a little battery box thing that I was able to charge stuff with, but, when I found out when all my friends were in these dorms and I was like, I'm definitely doing that next time because they had power, they had beds, they had microwave. Um, there wasn't a TV or anything, but there was a small lounge. We sat around and drank beer and hung out for a little bit. And, yeah, um, a- you know, it wasn't as fancy as, as an Airbnb where you're sitting in somebody's living room, you know, with the Knicks game on and just hanging out, yeah. but that's fine. Um, yeah, it was overall. It was it was a really good time that Black Star Crisis one, and I'm hoping to go back. I know we're going back to GTI in a couple of months, and um, I've got a roommate, and I think a few others of us are doing the dorms, and hopefully we'll be assigned to the same dorm. If if not, we'll figure it out and we'll hang out, and have a good time. I hope to see the boys down there. Do you know? You have no idea what team they're going to be on, are you? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know for sure if they're going. I just know that they said this last one they came back from. Uh, they, they, they did say that they were going to go back to GTI in a few months. Okay. I didn't know what operation or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think now, I'm you know, going to you know who else, know. uh, Rob, uh, you yeah. know, the young guy that's on our channel. Yeah. I think you met him before. Um, oh no, you didn't meet him in person. No, but you've I've seen, seen him, him on our, yeah. yeah, I've done a podcast with him. He's, uh, he's down by, he lives down by Columbia. And okay. he was, he actually, you know, you and him and, you know, told me about this, uh, event on Saturday. I had to, you know, go to a wedding, but, uh, he was there. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not I, sure what team he was on. I remember that. I don't know if you ran into him, but I, I didn't, I remember seeing him mention in the discord that he was going to, but we yeah. ended up never linking up to talk about, um, you know, saying hi or seeing each other or anything like that. That didn't. Right. We didn't match up, but, um, yeah, overall, you know, this weekend was, was a great event and, you know, I got to try out my new MTW, um, Andrew used my friends, um, G36, which I had used once or twice before, but, um, he got to run it all day and, you know, I had two other guns, the, the RDB and the Kythera were literally sat in a oh, gun yeah. box and didn't even get used. Yeah. I mean, two well, amazing, dude, that, amazing that MTW, I would love to do a video on that thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, my my suppressor's got a little bit of an issue where the babies are clicking, are hitting on it, and and not going straight. Insulation so, in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That chicken wire in there is off by a little bit, and it um it did that once before. I took it apart and rebuilt it. I'm interested in some foam foam inserts, um, so I'm, I'm going to do some research and see if I can figure out a different solution. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's mostly stock for now, and overall, it it ran great. Um, yeah, one of these days when we get a sunny day in the next, you know, couple of weeks or whatever, yeah. and you get a free weekend and I get a free weekend, we'll, we'll manage to get together and, and shoot a small video on it. That'd be great. I'd love it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. I know I've got a picture of, um, of me and Andrew and some of the Charlie team and I've got, um, the MCW pictures. I've got a handful of those. Um, cool. I can put, I can get a picture of the. E36 pretty well. I think that was mentioned in there. Um, you know, if you want to put in the stuff about the Glock, I don't have any pictures of that, but it's just a standard Glock 18C. Um, yeah, that's fine. 
And in SQ, I, I have uh, when we talk when you got you know when you're like talking about that field, mm -hmm. I already have pictures from their website. I don't know how many acres it is, but it's a large place. Yeah. And you, I don't know if you know the landscape, but that Columbia area is really sandy. That's where a yeah. lot of the sand mines are for all the concrete that gets mixed here in the state. A lot of it comes from that area and their field. Generally the parking lot is at the top of the hill and generally the, the field slopes away from the house and the road and parking lot area. Um, and there's, it's a sandy walk and there's a lot of sand there. Um, yeah. There's a couple of high points, but generally the field just goes gradual slope away from everything. And so there's definitely some few high points that are key landmarks. I don't know if they have a field map, but it'd be cool to pull up a field map. They do. Actually. Oh, good. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've not, I don't think I've seen that. I need to get one of those. Yeah, I was yeah. definitely lost. I've been there a handful well, of times. Well, I mean, it's on their website. You know, it's kind of okay. like a broad overview. Oh, it's yeah. a giant one. Okay. Right. Yeah, I need to get one of those printed and laminated on like a four by six yeah. card or something. Yes. Yes. With the with the landmarks put in. Yeah. Just to and shove it in my in my vest so I can be like, okay, where? Put it on I? your little, uh, you know, get one of those little armbands like the quarterback armband. Why are you shaking your head? Why are you, I'm not even done talking. You're, you're shaking. <laughs> You're shaking your head. Come on, you can just pull it up and look. You know, flip it up like the quarterbacks do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you started shaking your head as soon as I said that. <laughs> I knew you were going for immediately, and I was like, "No, nah, not gonna happen." Uh, I'll just, I'll just stick it in my chest. I'll pull it out when uh, I need to and stick it back in. I know what you're talking about, and I've yeah, I've yeah. seen those before. Um, I think some. I, I like that you're old school on some of that stuff, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. That's good. Um, yeah, it'd be neat to know where I was going. I went to a couple of spots on this field. I've been there three or four times before, and I went to a new POI yesterday, a place I've never been before. I was like, this is new. I've never been here. I've heard of it, but I've yeah. never been there. And that's, it was well, neat because you were on that third team, you were able to kind of like wander around a little bit more exactly. and explore. Yeah. Yep. That, that's nice. Yeah. So I guess oh, I need man. to get that printed out. A friend of mine made one for Blue Hole for me which mm. is neat. Um, which speaking of which I got to figure out where we're going next. Um, I, I guess the boys next event is going to be that GTI one. Then we think, yeah, I'm guessing. Mm. Okay. And they really, they need to go play some local games, just a one day Saturday game. Those are so much fun. And you, you mean, it's literally, you can play, you can show up at nine o'clock. You can show up at eight 30 and play until three. And yeah. you get your fix of airsoft for the day. You make sure you all your kit, you work it out, you know, does your gear work or not? And you can just go, you can just run light, just run a simple AEG, a couple of mags, a couple of BBs and a bottle of water and, a, you know, some easy face pro and just go right. for the day. You don't have to go with comms and a helmet and HPA system and, and, you know, a plate carrier and be all super fancy about it. Especially yeah, that is nice. warmer, you can just run. It's a it's a short thing. Like you need a small backpack with a bottle of babies and a bottle of water. You just drop it at your spawn point and you just go. And you know when you run out, just go re up your water and your babies and get back on the field. Yeah, it's yeah. Easy. I love that. There's uh, you know in our kind of vicinity within a couple hour drive, you have SQ, you got Blue Hole, you got uh, Columbia Airsoft. Mm. And GTI, you've got all these different places. You've got CQB, you've got outdoor, you've got full-on mill sims, you've got mm -hmm. indoor mill sims. You know, GTI has all that indoor, yeah, yeah. like, you know, close quarters kind of stuff uh, in the dark, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, there's all these different variable or, you know, just setups for you sure. guys to play uh, within a couple-hour drive in South Carolina. I love that, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a new field that just came on with us with the AOSC that's in Rock Hill. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a paintball and airsoft field that starts. I think their opening game is next weekend, the weekend after that. Oh wow! And it's in Rock Hill, so there's a new field. Which Rock Hill from here isn't, but it's under. It's two hours ish, hour and forty five right. minutes, depending on how you get there. Um, there's Red Fox in oh, that's right. Duncan yeah. area. There's Paintball Central, which is in Duncan area. There's a new field that we started a year ago in Spartanburg area that's called Spartanfelt. And they have a mm. you know 40 acres behind their business that they let us run games at. 
Okay. So there's three fields in Spartanburg area. There's one in Rock Hill, um, Battle Cats in Anderson. Battle Cats, that's right. Um, Airsoft Columbia, SQs. Um, there's a new one down in Charleston called Airsoft Char- Charles Airsoft Charleston, I think. And it's, you know, seven or eight acres. Um, okay. There's a... That's a Black Ops, area. Black Ops Paintball is down in Charleston as well. Black Ops, that's down, yeah, by Myrtle Beach, um, yep. Yeah, there's a Black Ops in Fayetteville that I went to a month ago. That place is amazing. Really? It man, it's almost better than GTI. It is amazing. Really? It is amazing. Like, did they have ooh, a big operation you went to, or you they, just went they to did. check it out? They, yeah, they had a big operation, 200 players, and um, a two-day op. Yeah, for all day Friday and half a day Saturday. No, all day Saturday, half a day Sunday. And absolutely amazing field. Hmm. I've my new favorite field. The trouble is it's really? four hours away from me. Oh yeah. You know what's funny is uh my cousin lives in, well, it's my cousin's son, uh lives in Myrtle Beach. He uh he works at the Black Ops paintball in Myrtle Beach. He found our channel like the first six months we started our channel, he found our channel scrolling through, you know, I yeah. guess it was suggested or whatever. And he, he texted me. He was like, bro, <laughs> yeah. you, you started a YouTube channel. You guys are doing airsoft. He's like, we, you know, we, cause they started switching over to airsoft stuff, you know, at uh, black okay. ops. But yeah, that's funny, man. That, I didn't know they had one in uh, North Carolina as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's that's the awesome. one in Fayetteville. It's huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Two story um, metal connect structures, um, swamp lands, forts and villages, and uh, con- you know the, what do they call the concrete culverts? The, the drain pipes, basically. Oh, the drain pipes, yeah. Yeah, Culvert yeah. Pipes, yeah, yeah. Huge field of them. There must have been a hundred of those things laying Holy down, standing cow. up. Um, huge field of that. Just yeah. those. Things. I mean, you could put 20 on 20 in just that little area easily. Yeah. And that was a small portion of the field. Um, the woods, um, oh man, just everything. The place yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Definitely the boys need to go. They need to check out the next games that are, that are posted over there at Black Ops and Fayetteville. They will love it. It's awesome yeah. place. That sounds awesome. Well, yeah. listen, let me ask you this. Did they have a giveaway? At the end, like a raffle? The, the SQ game, yeah, they did have a raffle. Um, <clears throat> they gave away an AK. They gave away two red dots. Hmm. Um, no, one was a red and green dot. One was just a red dot. They gave away an a Sima AK, maybe? And another rifle and, another, and a pistol. Yeah, they gave away three guns and two sights. Okay. I don't I know the pistol was like a CO2 blowback. The right the one of the rifles was an AK and I, the other one must have been an M4, but I a GN probably a GNG of M4, but I don't recall for sure. I had, you know, I met some new friends, I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful That's weekend. always good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got one wound here and <laughs> um a couple others. Oh, I, I do have one more story. Um my you've met Andrew at my house the other day uh, a couple weeks ago when you came by. Um, he and I were walking down that back private road and he was just, his gun at a 20 foot MED, he was walking down the road and, and just kind of swinging his gun like this. And he shot me in the back from five feet away and, you know, kind of, okay. (laughs) Kind of the soft fleshy bit of your kidney. Yes. The love handles. Yeah. That's so sensitive. It, It stung. Oh, sure. But, you know, it's an airsoft shot. It just, it hurt for 30 seconds or 45 seconds and then the pain went away. Yeah. But I looked at it later. I was bleeding. Oh, jeez. He, he drew blood. So. Yeah, it's point blank. Yeah. uh, His revenge is coming. One of these days, I'm just going to dump cold water on him when he's in the shower or something. There you go. (laughs) Man, he, he deserves it. Did he learn his lesson from, uh, for uh, trigger discipline? Uh, for trigger discipline, yeah, he said he was super sorry and that he wasn't going to do it again, but, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's airsoft. It's going to happen. Of course. Yeah. You know, it's, it, as long as everybody, you're not messing with it in, this, in the safe zone, you know, you get out, as long as your mags are out in the safe zone, right. you're on the field, right. you're going to expect to get shot at right. all times from every direction. 
just hopefully it's not from your own child from five feet away. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you got a story for it, and he learned a lesson from it. I hope he's all good. Yeah, I hope no, he did. Sure. He said he was sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the the pistol grip part is that's for carrying. You know, gripping it, yeah. not yeah, yeah. the trigger guard. You know, not the trigger yeah. area. You know, your finger stays out here, or you can just move your finger down if you're just kind of walking, yep. and just hold the whole pistol grip with your, uh, with all your fingers, so you don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, it's been really nice, man. I, I'm so glad you uh, you were flexible with the time and, and availability to get on here with me, and uh, I really enjoyed doing these podcasts because I feel like I get to know. A lot of our viewers a lot better and you and i have been like face to you know we don't live that far apart uh we've met face to face you've been to my house a few times and i've been to yours uh yeah. but doing these podcasts uh you know i love hearing the stories of your guys's events and uh and, and all the different things you know that go with it so i really appreciate it man yeah yeah i appreciate it bro i've had you know we've been friends for gosh almost two years now a year and a half anyways yes and, and um it feels like it's longer than that but um right. you know that's just because I've, I've been to your house a handful of times and you've been here a handful of times and we've really enjoyed getting to know each other and hanging out so sure. um you know i i really hope that uh you know one of these days you'll put on the kit and come for a day kit and come pew with me uh it'd be fun even That'd if we just awesome. kind of walk slow and hang out in the back and shoot long range, that's fine. Yeah. Come on out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would love it. All right. Well, thanks, All right, man. Cool. Yeah, I brother. appreciate you, brother. All right. All right take care.